Today on this episode on the Goof Duck Podcast, Remy and Joey welcomes Mo from the Phillips file from Real Radio 104.1. We are going to talk to Mo about what was it like being the co-host for Mr. Jim Phillips on the Phillips file and what is it like to run for tax collector in Seminole County area. So stay tuned relax and enjoy this episode right here on Spotify. Time for the news, here's Mo. Welcome to the Goof Duck Podcast. This podcast is for everybody who would like to know what is going on with the theme parks in the Central Florida area. This podcast covers current events, theme park news, theme park history and for a bonus we do some theme park trivia. We bring on guests who used to work for the theme parks and other guests outside of the theme park industry such as local comedians, and musicians. We are Goof Duck, it is what it is. Goof Duck is sponsored by, The Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida where they make local craft beers every single month. And now ladies and gentlemen make sure we all have a drink in our hands because you are now listening to the Goof Duck podcast with your hosts, Remy, Joey, and JD. Enjoy. What is going on, everybody? You guys are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, I am the host. My name is Remy, and always with me is the Joy Mazant. What's up, family? So, guys, we are doing, we're still doing our social, what was it called again? Social what? Social distancing. Yes, we are We are still practicing our social distancing because usually, jo- usually Joey and I will be live from the uh, home sweet home crooked cam brewing company in winter Gr- yeah dude i can't wait to get back yes i can't wait to get back it's killing me man i can't wait i can't wait to chill with you again and uh chill back at the theme parks hope it hope it reopens uh i made a vi- i made a value point yesterday on the on last night's podcast with uh with my buddy and uh our uh a friend of mine uh she was a she was a cp for the uh, the Disney Disney College program. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's what here's what we were talking about. We were talking about Disney is you know they lost five hundred million dollars just in revenue because of the whole the whole the whole uh, because of the whole coronavirus uh, spread spreading. But here's an, here's another thing that I looked up. Disney Disney has lost ten points in the stock market because of this whole situation dude it's more than that it's more than that it's more than that when before before the coronavirus disney stock was at 153 dollars uh-huh. it's down to under 100 dollars. holy they've cow. lost 33 percent jeez that is 
Ugh. Yeah, so if you were gonna buy stock, now's the time to get Disney stock. Yep. And and here's cool. Here's the other thing about it, man. I looked on that stock, and also like on Disney Plus stock, they're they're bumping right now. What is? D Disney Disney Plus. They're they have stock in the stock market. Uh oh. Yeah. So I looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute. If Disney well, I think Disney Plus is under the Disney uh, umbrella. Right, but here's the thing. Oh, I don't, dude, yeah, you cut out. I'm I'm cut out. Can you hear me? There you go. Okay. All right. So you're you're back. You're back. All right. Cool. 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 So here's the thing, man. I mean, what what are we gonna do? How is Disney gonna How is Disney gonna bring back that that revenue? I mean, they lost they lost five hundred and five hundred million dollars for that revenue. I think there's no way they can bring it back. They're, well, but that's where the stock comes in. Right. They're going to be fine. Like, they're, it's Disney. Disney's going to be fine. It's just they're not going to be fine until they open the damn parks back up. Okay, so, here, so here's my here's my, uh, my uh, sub. I mean, here's my other question, man. You think Disney will ever lower the prices due to this, you know, virus and bring back, you know, that revenue to the, to the people, to the parks, to all the resorts? Dude, that, I mean, that's not a bad question. Um, <clears throat> the million dollar question is going to be, I guess, what happens? Like, what happens to Disney when the parks open up? Are people going to be so cabin fever? Do you think uh, the parks are going to be busy? Like, do you think they'll hit capacity? Oh, most definitely. I think I think once the park reopens, Magic Kingdom is going to be the first one to hit maximum maximum capacity, and then uh, Hollywood Studios is going is going to hit maximum capacity right away because people want to get the, their early boarding passes for Rise of Resistance. I think Epcot's going to be an S show too. I think Epcot's going to be insane. You think uh, because people are dying to have a drink? Right, and that's very true. But hey, that means the bars will be back open. If it's if Disney opens, Universal opens, we're we'll be we good we'll be uh, uh, back together again, you know. So hopefully everything will be work mm -hmm. out just fine, you know. Uh, guys, just want guys, I just want to uh, punch in real quick. This podcast has been has been brought to you by the Cricket Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida. Uh, if you guys are out and about, please stay safe, stay clean, and go have a mixed stagger on me. So there you go. <laughs> Don't forget that uh, Crooked Can is open during all of this crazy. Yep. <clears throat> they are, uh, you can show up and they're doing to-go crawlers. That's good. That is really, that's really good, man. Uh, hey, guys, we'll yeah, be, so hey, you want your... yeah, yeah, go, go on. Oh, where did you go? I'm right here. There you go. Okay. So, so you're saying that uh, they did, uh, they did, uh, I'm sorry, the Crooked Can, the Crooked Can Brewing Company is doing curbside for their beers, but what about the what about the food? What food? The food at the uh, Crooked Can. I mean, are, are they doing curbside like all the mom and pop stuff? Oh no no, because that's not their food. Uh, the restaurants inside are doing food. That's a whole different thing. Crooked Can is just the brewery. All the restaurants are part of the co-op. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right, guys. So we'll be we're gonna be right back after this with our special guest. We are bringing on Mo from the Phillips File. She is gonna be our guest guest for today. We're gonna talk to her and uh, get some feedback on uh, what it's like to run for office, being the tax the tax collector in the Seminole County area. 
and uh, we're going to talk to her about how she got started on the Phillips file. So stick around. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. That's right, guys. You are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, I am your host. My name is Remy. And my other co-host, he is always with me, the Joy Mazant. What's up, everybody? And, guys, uh, we have a very special guest with us. She was the co-host for one of my favorite, favorite talk uh, talk time uh, radio show in all of Central Florida area. We are welcoming Mo from the Phelps File. Mo, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing, fan- we're doing fantastic. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Mo, you. Well, let me let me ask you a question. Are yeah. you sheltering in place? Are we talking to you from your basement? From your where? Are you, are you guys each home? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at home. I'm over my. I'm in my kitchen. So, and my wife, she's she, she's in her room. So, yes, <laughs> bedroom. I just want to make sure that we're all do, practicing safe hygiene protocol. Nice. Well done. Advisor of yeah of of my campaign. Yeah. There, there you go. Excellent. We'll get. We'll, I we'll, know it's a very weird time. I mean, it's a very yes. weird time. I would love to have been in there in person. Oh yeah. But this time, everybody has to be in their own house. Right? That that's very true. Very true. Absolutely. So, so let's, just to put it, yeah in, to put it in scale, the thing that I always tell because I, I work in the theme parks, what I tell people is. Um, as of Disneyland in California in 1955, 1956, it opened. It closed three days ever in existence. As of the first week of March, it's been closed for six, seven days. All right. So it's closed twice as much in the last two weeks than it did in the last 70 years, which is absurd. That is. I mean, but we have to do it to be safe, or you know, people are do. dying, so you have to. Absolutely. Very true. I mean, it's a. I mean, we're we're to, we're to these hard times right now, and uh, it's it's bad out there. It's really that bad with this, with the economy going scary, on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, when I woke up, and I got the news saying, hey, there's a, a virus going on. I'm like, this can't be real. This cannot be real at all. And then I was like, wow, this is okay. All right. So what's our next what's our next step? Uh, so let's like get, toilet paper. Yes, get, grab a yeah. crap, grab a crap load of toilet paper and hand sanitizer, <laughs> and you're good to go. <laughs> All right, so, so guys, we're, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk to our guest Mo from the Phillips File. Uh, so Mo, what made you start? Uh, what made you get into the radio business, and how did you, you know, start uh, on the uh, the Phillips File? Well, I have always known since I was probably 16 that I wanted to be in the news business. Um, I started out as a straight news person, as a straight news reporter. I was in high school and working, I mean, literally for the high school newspaper, took a field trip to watch them do um, the ABC affiliate in Miami. I grew up in Miami and we went on a field trip to watch them do the six o'clock news. And I thought, 
this is for me. And I knew from then on that I was going to go to college, that I was going to study, do what I can to, you know, could do to get to, to work in the news business. So um, that's what I did. I, you know, went through public school in Miami in Dade County, and then I went to Syracuse, always working at the high school radio station, always involved in newscasting and all of that. And when I graduated, I worked briefly for, I don't know, a couple of years down in Naples, Florida. And okay. um, after that, at the ripe old age of 23, I moved here. And I was on Real Radio, or well, what was at first 740, and then ultimately Real Radio for the next 36 years. Wow. And uh, I know. It was something that I was laser focused on getting done. Um, very few people follow my trajectory. In other words, they want to do something. You know, little kids, you ask them, you want to be a fireman, you want to be a, you know, a firefighter, you want to be a whatever. They hardly ever do it. Even in college, when I sent my girls to college, the number one major is undecided. Most people don't know even in college what they want to do, right? That's very true. So I, I always knew, so I know that my story is not typical necessarily, but it was the way it worked out. And I was stubborn enough and determined enough and just bitchy enough to get the jobs that I had and, you know, to make a really great career and put a roof over my head for, you know, 36 years. That's amazing. I love you, Moria. Moira. Hi. With my wife. <laughs> Hello. I love you back. Yeah. So it was, it was real. Well, who is that person? That's my, that's my wife. That's Jen. You've met her, you met her a couple of times at the uh, poker right. tournament. I'm an elementary yeah, school yeah, yeah. teacher that has to All be right. And, we, um, and she met you at the chili know, cook-off. <laughs> it's interesting because now that I have a new chapter, which I know we'll talk about later, right, right. That, reaction, that reaction that I just got from her, I find out there every single day. You know, people grew up with me. Yeah. You know, listen, listen to us all those years, and they cannot do enough to help me in this next chapter. But I know we'll get right, to that. So. Right. And I, uh, I, and actually did a, uh, I did a project uh, for my uh, college paper. It was during my hospitality class, and uh, our project was, hey, I want you to go ahead and interview somebody who works either in. Uh, the theme park industry, the restaurant industry, somebody who's in newspaper, radio. So I got on the, uh, I talked to Jack back and forth, and Jack goes, "So what's your paper on?" I'm like, "Well, you know what? It's all about you know the radio career." And I, he got me a hookup with uh, Jim Phillips, and it was like he made my, he made my, you know, my A plus paper. So he got me, he got me the A plus. Well, you know, and, you know, I'll bet you. You know why he talked to you? Hmm. Because he pulled that same nonsense with us when he got his job as an intern. <laughs> he, just, he did. He came to Jim and he said, I'm writing the paper. And he just wanted to get in the door. And that's exactly what his beginnings were. Right. Was that he made up some kind of horse hockey that he wanted to interview, rah, rah, rah. And, and then he got an internship and then a part-time job. Ultimately then, of course, a full-time job and an integral part of the file. So yeah, it was, that's funny that you used the same thing on him that he used on Jim. You know, <laughs> however many years. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's funny. And that's so, exactly how Jack got his job. So we can't. So, that same, that same <laughs> nonsense. You know, he made up some complete uh, BS to get his foot in the door, and you did the same. <laughs> I sure did. And yeah, uh, yeah. It yeah. was what's funny about it. Uh, Jim goes. So what's good? What school you go to? I'm like right right now. I'm taking a course in, at Valencia, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So are you going to UCF? I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go to UCF. I'm just going to stick out with Valencia for a little bit, and then uh, unfortunately, I had to drop out because of 
family issues going on. So I'm like, you know what? I'm done with school. Right. But hey, I had the opportunity to, you know, interview uh, Jim Phillips. And uh, Jack goes, you might have a niche for this. I'm like, e maybe, but not as quite, you know? So that's fun. But yeah. uh, so what was it like working on the file? Like working before. Uh, before Jenna was on the show, you guys worked with Otto, and then it was you, Otto, Jim, well, Jack. Well, no, at first, at first it was Drew Garabo. Right. Oh, that's uh, right. So oh, my gosh. Me, you, know, like, you know, let's go all the way back to the beginning. It was me, Jim, Drew, um, and then, I don't know, if it was, and then it was the four of us with Otto, so it was me, Drew, Jim, Otto, um, and then... You know, people left and came in so many, you know, in different permutations. For the longest time, it was Jimmy Otto, and then Jack was the fourth, you know, the fourth wheel of the car mm -hmm. forever and ever. And then when Otto, you know, got fired or, you know, there was a horrible layoff and people that we just adored, you know, left the place. And he was, to me, you know, just an talk about an integral part of wait a minute i got an inter come here harley my dog is oh like, yeah let the dog go we'll keep we'll keep talking so right. so dude awesome. yeah yeah so i did so i did a project for jim phillips and he was yeah. on he did an interview for me and Sorry. it was just 100 percent great that's awesome yeah, yeah man so, so my dog is scratching to get out <laughs> it's all good it's all good i mean hey we're all we're all being isolated right now in our homes so yeah, you know, you know Got to take. I got. You know, when Mama's home, he's like, "Let me out." That's right. Oh, I have. Anyway, so I have three. I, ca I have three cats, three dogs. So I got to take care of them as well. So. I got one of each. I got one cat and one dog. And oh, you're you're good, Mo. Both, you're good. So they both run. They both run the ship around here. You know how that. Is. Right, right, so, right. So, um, so, so you were so you were on with Drew, Otto, Jack, Jim. Oh, all of them. So yeah, and, and it was the four of us forever and ever. And then when Otto left, and Jack took, you know, moved over one seat for that job. Um, then we had a series of part-timers and we had a series of great interns and a series of people who just, you adored one and when they left you thought, you'll never find anybody like that. It could have been Brian the Lion, it could have been, you know, there were so many great people in there. Of course, Banana was there for 11 years. So I adored Banana, you know, when she was there and all of them, they came, and Pinkman, of course, you know, who was there also at the end, you know, when we, when we finally, uh, you know, gave up the ghost on that on that show, but we had so many great people in the fourth spot, the fourth wheel um, of that, and it was you know, it was a great. Those were that was my work family for so many years, and that's kind of how we operated. Right. You know? um, and yeah, it was um, it was a great run, and and Jim and I would say that over the last thirty five years, when there would be you know, because he threatened to retire for the last ten years. I'm gonna retire, and then he would sign another lucrative contract. And right. Would, two years, you know, two years later, it would be I'm gonna retire. I'm cashing this in, and we always would say to each other, "It was a good run. No other station, um, no other team, has been to, had been together 35 or 36 years, and we had been together all of that time. So, you know, we it was it was a absolutely a. a heartfelt, uh, hurt, not hurtful, but you know, in a way, you know, it was, it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? These people are my, you know, my work family, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to not see them all the time is, it, it totally has to change the way your day operates. You want to know the weirdest thing? When yes. I left for work at one o'clock every day and I had to be at work at one thirty, 
So I did all of my own personal stuff in the morning, whether it was workout, grocery shopping, all the regular, just things to keep your head life moving, right? Right. Taking my kids, getting my kids to school, all that. One o'clock, leave the house, get to work at 1.30, and we went on the air at three. After that job came to an end, now a year and four months ago, um, now as, that, as we're recording this today, I've never been in my house in the afternoon, and I don't even know what the light looks like in my house. The sunlight. What? <laughs> sun in my house for the years I've been in it those were the kind of weird things that I had to adapt to you know like what does this house look like when I'm not here when I'm in the afternoon right and that's also been a weird like that for me was a weird adjustment like what am I what at, at one o'clock I have an internal clock that's like uh-oh where's my stuff I got to get out of here I got to go to work mm-hmm. and that also took a little bit of an adjustment to figure out uh nope <laughs> you don't have to go to work and you know you have to you know figure out how to get by the 130 you know the one o'clock at 130 speed bumps for me mm-hmm. were you know were hard that was tough for me one o'clock when I had to leave was very difficult to to figure out how I was going to move forward after I left the five so what do you- well, let me ask you this then with with having the 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 nighttime show of course the what, what's your what's your sleeping schedule like are you in bed by midnight every night or are you can you sleep in now or did you always sleep in I never was a sleeper in her, never. Okay. I, you know, I, my joke is that I never went to kindergarten, um, so I don't know how to take a nap. Oh, <laughs> same. The skills that I you, can't. The skills you learn, you learn in kindergarten, I never learned. I never had a finger pain, and I don't know how to take a nap. So I'm a terrible <laughs> napper, and I'm a terrible go-to-sleeper. I often go to sleep with the news on, you know, so that it sort of soothes me, although now, in, you know, today's no. day, it gives me a little yeah, bit of a twitch. Um, so no, I, I still get up at 7 or 7.30, do my morning stuff, and then, you know, I have now a big block of time in the afternoon to try to figure out how to make my life happy and productive and, you know, how to, you know, what to do in the afternoon, because it's, it was totally a life-changing thing for me that I never thought I would have to address a year ago, a year and a half. So, moving forward now, post-radio, what has the lovely Moira been up to? Aha! There's a softball thing. There we go. Um, I love yeah. it. Um, it took, and, and I will. I will also, again, always honest with you. I will be honest enough to say that I needed some time to grieve the loss of that job because it was like it was like a divorce, like a change, like a death in the mm-hmm. family. For me, it was a death in the family. All of a sudden, there, you know, those people were all missing from my life. So I did take a couple of months to grieve, and it happened right before Thanksgiving. You know, in the end of 18, so toward the beginning of 19, I was totally in a funk. You know, until about March, I was in a funk trying to figure out how I was going to get by and what I was going to do. And sure enough, again, may sound corny, but the universe revealed itself to me. And in the summer, maybe it was May or June, um, when I was, you know, getting sort of antsy now, because I, while Jim was ready to retire, I wasn't ready to retire. You know, so I knew I was going to do something. There was going to be another chapter. So. The universe revealed itself in May or June when the local party, political party, the Democrats came to me here in Seminole County and said, well, here's what I thought they wanted. I thought they wanted me to speak at their next gala because I spoke last year. Mm -hmm. And I thought they wanted me to speak at something or I thought they wanted me to train their candidates to be better public speakers because I'm good at that. I'm a good public speaker and I can train these candidates because some of them are awful. When they get in front of an audience and a microphone, they stink. 
of the storm. I don't know if that it's written poorly or they just deliver it poorly or what, but I thought they wanted me to teach their candidates how to be good public speakers or they wanted me to speak at something. Right. So I went to the meeting thinking, that's what they want from me. They want either, either one, A or B. My husband's like, I don't think that sounds right, but okay. So I get there and sure enough, not the case. They wanted me to run for something in nice. Seminole County. And they said, we are recruiting you to run for political office. She said, huh, well, isn't that a fine how do you do? I didn't know about that. So I had to, originally it was another job. Then it turned out to be the job that I am running for now is Seminole County Tax Collector. Um, okay. And it is a countywide race and it means, you know, it's a big damn deal. And I am so excited. I am laser focused on getting the incumbent out and getting me in on November 3rd. Well, I so that's my new job. You know, again, the universe revealed itself and all of my energy and all of my um, gumption now is spent getting myself on the ballot, getting petitions, meeting people, going to farmers markets, going to every Christmas tree parade and I mean uh, Christmas tree lighting or holiday parade that they had over the, the last couple of months. I am telling you, I am berserk, but I was born to do this. It's so, it is so great and so exciting. And I, I well, Siri, I know, Alexa, hold on, what's her name? Alexa. Alexa. Alexa, how many until November 3rd, 2020? Alexa, how many days till November 3rd, 2020? November 3rd, 2020 is in 223 days. There you go. 223 Ooh, days till the election. All right. Nice. So, yeah. So, I ask her every day, how many days till the election? I have no brain, you know, so I ask her every now and again, how many days till the election? So I know the next 223 days, what am I doing? I am running for office. And what's your full-time job? My full-time job is I'm a candidate for office. Right. So, oh, some call coming in here. Hold on. That's all right. Oh, there we go. What are your, okay. um, what are your, what are your, so yeah, so that's, that's what I spend my days doing now. I go out and talk to people and meet people and get petitions signed and do all of that couple of weird, you know, there's just so many things that I didn't know and I had to learn mm -hmm. um, to, to, to transition from being a radio person to being, um, God, it sounds weird to say I'm a politician because I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah. They say dress for the job you want. That's so true. So suit and time order. You're ready to rock. That is very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I am not dressed like a politician. Just <laughs> what, are your, uh, uh, what are your strong points uh, during this uh election like since you're running for office as a tax collector what are your what are your major strong points at this point for uh similar county like how are you gonna how are you gonna help out with the uh, whole tax situation well here's the deal tax collector the job of tax collector is just what the name says collector right people pay their property taxes to my office um and at the end of the day let's say they put it in a bucket a red bucket and at the end of the day i send it to the county and they use it for the you know the services that they provide right yeah if you get your driver's license or the tag the little sticker for the back of your license plate mm -hmm. then i put that i don't put that in that red bucket i put it in an orange bucket and i collect the money for your driver's license and your license plate and all that and i send it to tallahassee so they can you know you can drive if you want a hunting or a fishing license, I put it in a blue bucket, basically, and I send it so that you can fish or do whatever. You know, there are a lot of buckets in the job, but I am really a collector. I don't really have any, but, to say, but the yeah. deal is, that's the number one question. What does a tax collector do? Basically, I collect the taxes and send it to the right agency. Right. But the second one is, can you reduce my taxes? Everybody always wants to know, can you reduce my taxes? Well, There's the no answer way. I thought was no. 
I thought the answer was no, but the answer is kind of yes. Oh, because if, really? Like, if I run a tight, if I run a tight budget and I don't spend every nickel like the incumbent now, who spends every nickel that he gets from the the state, if I can run a tight budget, any money I have left over at the end of the year, by law, goes to the county so that they can reduce our property taxes or provide us with extra services. So this guy who's in there now spends every nickel. You know, it, it's just, it's unbelievable that he never looks at a price, that he gets embroiled in all manner of things. And Seminole County citizens deserve better than that guy. And I think that better is me. That's very true. That's very true. I can run a tight budget. You know, I can, who better to run a budget than a I like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Who better to run a budget than, you know, somebody like me who often would worry that my paycheck wouldn't last until Friday. You know, people think you make a lot of money in radio. Well, not if you're a woman and not if you're working for a guy, you know, with a guy. Yeah. You know, takes all the all the pie. You know, he used to describe it as I get there's a pizza and he gets seven pieces and the rest of us had to split one piece of pizza. You know, so (laughs) I didn't I didn't make a lot of money. My slice of pizza was pretty small. And so um, it was, you know, often difficult for me to keep, a, you know, to have two kids and keep a roof over their heads and provide them with whatever they needed to get by. And so those skills that I learned with my own personal checking account, you know, balancing my checkbook down to the penny and running a tight budget, mm-hmm. also, you know, also running, you know, nonprofits, million dollar nonprofits that I was a part of and still am a part of, you know, some great organizations in town. Cool. Um, watching them run, you know, watching that budget process, whether it was my temple or different organizations that I'm involved with, um, watching that, I see how important it is to really run a tight ship. And the guy who's in there now does it, and the taxpayers are suffering because of it. So I watched him for years, and I watched his predecessor for years, and I decided I couldn't watch it anymore. I had to step up and do something, and I decided to do the scariest thing I've ever done, which is run for office. And we're awesome. and we are we are happy for you, Mo. We are so happy for you. This is a, this is a big step for you. I mean, you got out of got out of the radio business, and now you're, and now you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just run for a tax collector. Why not? I'll, I'll give it a shot. See what happens. Uh, well, you know what? I wanted to leave the county better than I found it because I wasn't ready to retire. I wanted I saw a problem. I wanted to fix it, and I thought this was a way that I could impact the most of my friends and neighbors. And this is a perfect example. I can make it better for for my children, for my grandchildren, something, whatever. I can make it better than it was when I moved here 35 years ago. And the way you do that is to step up, get involved, and make sure that you vote. You know, so. Right. That was my next question. I was going to say, so we love you because we're fans of you and everything you do. You're so awesome. How do we help? Well, there are a couple of ways you can help. Okay. Um, if there are Seminole County residents who are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, either, you know, later on when you get it, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, right? Um, if you're a Seminole County registered voter, go to my website and fill out a petition, download and sign a petition for me and send it back to my house. That's the number one thing I need. I need 3,000 petitions signed by May 1st, I think it is. And oh, if I don't seems, get... That's be so fine. Close, I have only... <laughs> I have only a couple hundred left, so that's okay. the number one way you can help me. Anybody you know who's a Seminole County registered voter, go to my website, Moira 2020, scroll down to the bottom, print out the ballot petition, sign it all, and mail it to my house. The address is on. 
So that's the number one way because I am within a, a scope of getting it done. The second way, of course, is to donate, and you can do that also on Moira2020.com. That's where that's, so, what yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. I mean, we are we're gonna go ahead and look on it, and we'll say, hey, you know what? We got we got Mo right here. Go ahead and check it out, guys. Make sure you guys go to Moira's uh, website. Uh, Mo, what's your, what's your website again? Moira2020.com. Moira, M-O-I-R-A. Moira, and then the numbers two zero two zero twenty twenty because this is the year that I get elected. Moira2020.com. Alrighty. Oh, get this. Mm. I will be the first woman ever elected to the job in the history of Seminole County. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. That's yeah. great. So that's a cool, just a little factoid I wanted to share with you. <laughs> um, I, just, I just took the screenshot now, and I'm going to put your website banner across the middle of it, and I'll wing, uh, whip it to social media. Um, between the two of us, we've got like 12 or 13,000 people. So we do. We yeah, I have a Facebook page, obviously my okay. personal one. Right. And then I have my political Facebook page, and of course I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff too. So there are lots of ways you can reach me, but the way you get the petitions is Moira 2020. So perfect. So perfect. Mo, Mo, I want to do I want to do something with you since you didn't have the chance to do this on the file like years and years ago. I want to do a uh, I want to do a closest to the pen with you for a little bit. Would that be all right? Oh my god. Okay. Are you okay with okay, it? All right. So, guys, we're gonna take a, guys. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. You've been listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, my name is Remy. I am the host of the Goof Duck Podcast. And always with me is the Joy Mazant. What's going on, everybody? And, guys, we'd like to welcome back again our special guest, uh, who soon, hopefully, guys, she is going to win this election, Moira from Real Radio 104.1. You guys can hear her. We're used to hear her on the Phillips file. Make sure you guys make sure you guys do download that that iHeartRadio app, and you guys you guys can find all the old school uh, Phillips file uh, shows and episodes. So welcome back, Mo. So we're gonna go ahead. My our pleasure. So we're gonna go ahead and play a little game with you, since you haven't played this game on air, either either when uh, either if. Uh, if Jim's out, you got Scott Maxwell who comes in and sits in for Jim, or uh, you got the Shock Doctor who comes in every once in a while. The Five Man Professor, who's who plays the uh, who plays closest who plays closest to the pen. Now before we before we start, Mo, I want to ask you a question. Now I found uh, I found an old video on YouTube where you used to do the Hey Culligan Man uh, commercial. You said you said that you said that high that you used to do that high voice where you go, "Hey, Culligan man, 
I still, I still, rem I still remember that. And I told Joey, Joey's like, no way, that is not her. I'm like, yeah, that is Mo. Mo did a Hey Culligan Man. That is, it's Sunday. That's that was amazing. That was one of my first sponsors. And I guess years ago when Culligan first started delivering water, they had a, a cartoon character or something that went, Hey Culligan Man! No, 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 I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's, I adopted that, you know, their slogan, but I, you know, put the, uh, the Moira spin on it, so yeah. And that's awesome. That was definitely me. Because I was like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute, how, I'm like, wait a minute, where have I heard that voice before? I'm like, holy crap, it's Mo, Mo did a Hey Culligan guy. I'm like, wait a minute, so, and. <laughs> All right, so we have two. We have two contestants, uh, guys. I'm your host. My name is Remy, and welcome to this newish edition of Closest to the Pen. Uh, you have we got Mo, and our contestant is uh, the our contestant's in the sound the sound booth, soundproof booth in the other room. Uh, you in that closet where you keep your crap. Yep, that, yep, that that stuff, man. Yep, uh, and she's playing. Let's roll. And she's playing the uh, and she is playing the guitar. So. <laughs> So we got so we got the top five questions. Yes, this is a this is a theme park uh, podcast. So we're gonna keep we're gonna keep everything based on the theme parks. Uh, if you know the answer, if, if you're ready, Mo, let's go and, and we'll drop down. I got Joey has your time. I am okay. I am drawing down your answers. So we're going we're gonna go ahead and get started. Wait, you're asking the questions. I'll write down the answers and the time. Are you sure? You got enough on your plate. We're good. All right, fine. Here we go. Trust me. All right, question number one. Uh, so we all, so we know that uh, there was an old submarine uh, attraction back at the Magic Kingdom, and it was also a movie. Mo, what year? What year did this uh, did this attraction open up at the Magic Kingdom? The ride is called Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. What year? What year did it open at Magic Kingdom? Yes. What year did Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea open up at the Magic Kingdom? I thought that was one of the first ones, so I'll say 73. All right. Question number question number two. Uh, so we have a there's one of my favorite one of my favorite movies uh, comes out and everybody uh, there's a meet and greet. I hope you stumble like this for Jake's question. I do. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Remy? So here's what we're gonna do. Let's not focus on the time because 13 minutes later, yeah. <laughs> she's finally gonna read the answers. All right. How about you just lay them on it? All right. You wanna write? Let's all right. Then, all right, right then you write down. Do you write? Then you write the answers, sir. You just write down the answers. How about that? I'll take care of everything. You just ask the questions in under a half an hour. Let's do this. You got it. All right. So 20. All right. So question number two. Uh, Allison, Allison Wonderland. What? When did that open up? Allison Wonderland. What year? Oh, at the Magic Kingdom. At the Magic Kingdom. Allison Wonderland. Seventy six. I, I think it was open by then. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got the hall. We had the Hall of Presidents. When did that? When did that ride open up? That was also early. Um, that was seventy four. Uh, all way back. I don't know. Okay. We have. Your time. Okay, one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite. One of my favorite attractions is a. Uh, it's called Space Mountain. What? When did Space Mountain open up? Um, how about 86? 86. And what about the, and last and finally, uh, this was Walt Disney's very first attraction in the, at the New York, uh, Central, Central Fair, Central Fair, 
what year did it what year did the carousel of progress opened up? The carousel at, not in New York, but here. Yes, here here yes, here 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 in Orlando. Carousel of progress. That was one of the worst rides ever. Um, Amen. Let's see. No, seriously, that was a big stink bomb. Um, let's see. Um, but yeah, uh, seventy seven. All right, end time. All right. All right, contestant number two, can you come out? This is why I drink. Seriously. Yeah, you drink, you drink me, buddy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> all right, bring can, the misses out. All right, contestant number two, are you ready? I am ready. All right, you're gonna, you're gonna lose. So please, uh, mind peas and cues. That's, that's a husband pep <laughs> talk right there. Yes, it is. So, are you ready? That's because we're very, very competitive. <laughs> very competitive. All right. All right, Janice, we got the top. So we got the top five questions, top five answers. Uh, you need to beat Mo's questions and her answers if you can. Uh, are you ready? Yep. All right, three, two, one. Uh, 20,000 20, leagues under the sea. What year did it open up? The movie or the? The attraction. Oh, 20,000. Here we go. <laughs> 1985. All right, uh, Alice in Wonderland. When when did that open up to to uh, Magic Kingdom? Nineteen seventy six. All right. Wait, what'd she say? Seventy six. Seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Cool. All right, and my one of my other favorite rides was uh uh. Dang it, driver! What was the third question? <laughs> Dang so it! Not a, a timing you were down. I have to jot the round down. Good lord. Oh. I thought you had it written down. I forgot to write it. Dang it! Was it? It was Hall of Presidents. Oh yeah. What year did what year did the Hall of Presidents open up? Oh, uh, nineteen sixty-eight. Nineteen sixty-eight. That was her answer. And finally, the other question is. Next one. No, there's. The next one was um, Space Mountain. My favorite, my favorite ride was my favorite ride was Space Mountain. What year did Space Mountain open up? Uh, nineteen ninety-four. Ninety-four. She said nineteen ninety-four. And the last one, Carousel of Progress. When did that ball of S open up? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The last, the last and final, the last and final ride. What year did the Carousel of Progress open up to the public? Nineteen seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-two. All right. Sure Tell me you wrote down the answers. Yes, I did, sir. I did write down every okay. single. Okay. The, the you know the actual answers, right? Like you're just not going to be pulling this out of your cooler. All right. No, I'm you not. Got it. I got it. Actually, right there. I got it. I'm just going to get it. Mo, I'm sending you an edible arrangement basket. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this is golden. No, but I'll be the man. I'll be the worst host for closest to the bed. <laughs> All right, let's hear it, bro. Let's All right, here we go. Question, so, question number one. Question number question number one was: What year did the 20,000 20, leagues under the sea open up? Mo said. Mo said. Mo said 1973. Jen said 1985. The correct the correct answer is 1971. Good job, Mo. So Mo got Mo got the points on that one. Question number question number two. Question number two. Alice in Wonderland. When did that attraction open up to the public at the Magic Kingdom? I didn't know there was one. Yeah, there was. Oh, you mean those damn teacups? No, not no, the no, 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 no. There was a ride. There was actually a ride at the Magic Kingdom before the teacups. Like, you remember, remember where uh, the Lion King was? The Lion King puppet show? 
Okay, so so there's yeah, a yeah. so there's a walkway. It's like right across from Tomorrowland. That yeah. whole that whole section was actually part. There was actually an indoor dark ride for Alice in, Alice in Wonderland. Hey, funny story. Never mind. I'll save you the trouble. They both said seventy-six. Oh, and you guys are both wrong. The correct answer is nineteen fifty-eight. Figured there was oh, wait, what? So, so, wait a minute. The score's, the score's two to one. Two to one. Two to one, um, because we both... Did, how did that open in 1958? The Magic Kingdom didn't open until 71. Well, the the source I'm looking at says... No, she said 76, right? Yeah, we yep. both said 76. We both said 76, so... You said the ride opened in 58. Yeah, 50, 58. I'm not Is joking. that for Disney or Disneyland? How high are you? Uh, <laughs> well... He's not. Anyway... 76 right. is a wash. Moving on. So, Question number three. Hall of, of Presence. What year What year did the Hall of Presence open up? Mo, uh, Mo said. 1974. Jen said 1968. And the answer is... Sorry, I didn't know. The Hall of Presence opened up in 1971. Okay, Mo's on the board with two points. Two points. So on the board. Wait. No, no she, she had... Oh, no. I was doing cornhole scores. I forgot a wash is still a point, so it's three to one. It's three to one. It's three to one. Say. <laughs> Sorry, I've been quarantined today drinking. I apologize. Uh, question <laughs> number four. My favorite, my favorite attraction, Space Mountain, opened up in this year. What year did it open? Mo said 1986. Jen said 1994. Oh, you guys are both close. 1975. That's not that close. Four one. Well, at this point, Mo is our winner. Now we're just trying to see by how much. All right. What about the last question? What about that's what she's... That's what we're doing. The carousel. They're saying I really sucked. No, you did fine. You did fine. And the last and the last and final question is, I mean, this is a piece of S attraction at the Magic Kingdom. So we can't really, you know, I hate it. Mo hates it. Joey hates yeah. it. Jen, you hate it. So... <laughs> Uh, what year? I think it's corny. So, what year did the Carousel Carousel of Progress open up? Mo said, 1977. Jen said, Jen said 1972. She got that. And the correct answer is that's absolutely correct. 1971. 19. <laughs> 19. Did you pick five rides that opened up on opening day, so the answer was 71 for all of them. Nope. No. So here, so here it is. Ready? Carousel, carousel, pro, carousel, progress opened up in 1964. How? Yeah, at the new, at the World's Fair. That's what Mo asked you. Did you mean when it opened in the park or when? It, good Lord, Remy. You're no, fired. I said. It, <laughs> you're uh, fired. I'm fired. I'm fired. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. 1970. <laughs> the question was 19, 1975. That is the right answer. 1975. Thank you. Mo wins. By like a landslide. Mo beats everybody. Mo beats everybody from a landslide. And I am the worst host of closest, closest to the, closest to the pen. Let the lady speak. Chill. Yeah, Mo, please. Yes. Um, first of all, thank you, Jen, for playing along with that game that was a cluster. <laughs> Um, you'll, uh, I, I, second I, of all, um, I have I have the birthday game, which I played at the end of every news <gasps> we're almost at the end. Yes! I'm going to play the birthday game with you. Yay! That's um, awesome. Let's play. Today, happy, happy birthday to Elton, oh. Elton John. How old is Sir Elton John today? 70, um, 74. Who said? 
Is it Remy? You said 70? Yeah, I said, yeah, I, I said, I said 74. Ah, okay, you went the wrong way. Remy gets it, he's 73 today. Really? Ooh, Remy sure gets one. Okay. Happy, happy birthday to actress Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City. 58. Uh, I'm gonna say she's gotta be 46. I'm gonna say 55. On the dot, two points. Bing, 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 Double bing, nickel. Bing, bing. Double nickel, baby. Double nickel. Double nickel. You're, you're good at something, bro. Now the score three is zero. Uh, uh, um, no. Come on, Joey. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, okay. Happy, happy birthday to comedian and I think Saturday Night Live member, Chris Red. Chris Red. He wasn't really. Oh, he he's was, a baby. He's only 30. He's like yeah, he, he wasn't really on Saturday Night Live, but he was on. Uh, what? That Nick can that Nick Cannon show, Wild and Out. He was on that. He was on that show. Oh, uh, well, he's so, on SNL too. I think he's on SNL now. For he a is. little bit, yeah, he was on. S he's on SNL now. But Joey, what'd you say? Thirty. Thirty. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty-seven. Oh, you're on the board now. He's thirty-five. Oh so wow! Woo! Thirty-five. All right. Uh, so the score is three to one. I'm keeping track of this in my head, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> the uh, rapper, okay, now here. Uh, uh, <laughs> rapper, okay. <laughs> uh, rapper Big Sean. Oh, I, I don't know who he, I don't know who he is, but I'm gonna say forty. Oh, I'm gonna say forty-five. I gotta go forty-six. Wrong way again. Uh, he's thirty-two. Wow. What? Why do I think I knew? I, I I thought I remembered that name from high school. That's all right. All right. That, that's no, no, no. wow. Somebody else. And finally, um, I think she was on one of those singing shows, Catherine McPhee. Oh, one yeah. of those. Uh, she was on um, American like American Idol. Idol or American Idol. Yeah. She was, she was on American Idol. Catherine McPhee. Uh, so even if she's in my wheelhouse, I'll say thirty-seven. I'm gonna say forty. Ooh, you were so close. 36, so you get some points, uh, but not enough. Remy wins the birthday game. Holds. That's right. That was, <laughs> and, and, that and, was, thank you. Thank you for and, letting us. And in the words that of... That was a true fanboy moment. Thank yes. You. <laughs> See, here's what, here's, what I don't get, here's what I don't get. When you guys when you guys were on... Uh, when you guys came out to City Walk during, you know, Face to File... Oh, the lottery thing, right? Oh, no, Face to File. Face, yep, yep. face to File. Face to File. Um, how come you guys didn't play the birthday game there? I mean, that would've been a good hit. I mean, you guys will do closer to the pen, the Five Minute Professor game, uh, Wanzi and Doug's game, but you guys never did. Time restraint. You know, the, the birthday yeah. game. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You could only do so many, and we wanted to play some of the games, and we wanted people to understand. So, you know, it was all good. I mean, that was our like our internal family game, just because we could do it. So, yeah. We're good. That's awesome. Now, who's yeah. now, whose idea? Whose so, idea was it to you know come up with uh, closest to the pen? Was that your idea, Jim's idea, Jack's idea, or did you guys you I, know? I don't remember exactly who came up with it. It may have been. We had a lot of um, we had a lot of listeners who came up with ideas for games. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is one that we took from a listener and morphed it to us, or if it was actually a board game that we take, you know, we took from an actual game game and morphed it into something that would work for our radio bit or whatever. Right. We had a lot of people who would submit categories, you know, and it was like their full-time job. We would get so pissed off if they didn't send in a category, you know, because that meant we had to come up with something. It was like, hey, wait, what? We don't want to do it. Let you do it. You do it for free, and you submit a category. And, uh, you know, so we had a lot of really good, um, like, 
listeners who were so invested in the program that they submitted um, questions and games and categories right. and all of that. I mean, you know, everybody from, you know, look, Wanzi and Doug, the professor, all the people, you, Eddie the Shaman, all those guys who were, you know, had bits that they did once a week or more often. Um, they didn't get paid. They did it because they loved us and they loved the exposure and all oh, of yeah. that. So, you know, it was, and, and some of the listeners the, the who, who submitted games were like our, a factual fill, for example. Remember what we played factual fill? Yeah. Ever. And that guy was on years and years ago, his idea all on him, he came up with the game and we would compete against each other and a listener. So it just depended. I don't remember who did that game, but the, the games could have been come up, you know, as somebody created it or we, we just stole it from somebody else. Who knows? Who was, uh, who was, more, com who was more competitive on the show? You, Jim, or Jack? I probably would say me. Uh, I was, I, I was, a, 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 sorry, pure outbreak. Um, yep. <laughs> I, just I just touched the newspaper. You never know where that's been. That's um, true. Yeah, I think that I am very, I think I am, I always have been um, and continue to be very competitive. So I would, I would take that. I don't know it's an honor, but I would take that award, uh, even if it's negative, because I think that that might be true. I don't think, that's that's I don't think Jim was very competitive. Um, compared to Jack, I think it would have been me, Jack, and then Jim if, if I had to rate him in order. Nice. Well, the most important thing is that we get it out there that you're running for. Let's give me the full. I, I need this. I'm writing this all down right now because I've already got the banner. I've got the screenshot. I've got everything. We want people to go out there and put you in office. What is the easiest way for that to happen? Uh, Seminole County voters. Um, I'll be on your ballot in November. Um, you go If you want to help me get on the ballot, you need to fill out a ballot petition. You go to moira2020.com, print out a ballot petition, fill out the paper, send it back to my address. The address is on the website. That's the first way, just to get me on the ballot so I don't have to pay $9,000 before the first vote is even in. And secondly, in November, Make sure, it's going to be a really big ballot because it's a presidential year. Scroll all the way down. There's the president and the Congress and the state stuff and the county stuff. And then way, way down, you will see Seminole County Tax Collector. And that would be me. And my name will be on there. It'll be my legit name and Moira, of course, because that's my brand. You know, for 35 years, I was mm -hmm. identified as Moira. So you will see my name, Lynn Moira Dichter. And you'll look for that name on the ballot, Seminole County Tax Collector, and it's in 223 days. <laughs> there it Not is. Not that anybody's counting, but I'm, I need the petitions by May 1. So the petition drive is really important, and any donation that you can make, because I'm running against a guy with bottomless buckets of money. So, he, <laughs> I, I mean, he's, you know, he's a trust fund baby, and I think that no. he, you know, has a lot of Bitcoin or something. I don't know what he's got exactly, but he's got something. So. I, you know, I'm just a regular person running for office and keeping good track of tax money. But the way you help me is you go to moira2020.com. Perfect. That is everything I needed. Thank you so much, Mo. You're the best. Thank you for you are me. great. So, in the words, in the words of Jim Phillips, first he eat, eat dessert first, grill like a grill like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conk as much as much as you can, buy your books. As, as often as, as you can, can. buy your books of cash, eat cements, bye-bye, and take care. Guys, you guys have been listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. I want to say thank you so much to Moira, 
Uh, guys, guys, make sure you guys go out and vote. Uh, if you guys haven't done so, go out and vote. Uh, support your your counties all around the Central Florida area. Uh, and hopefully one of these one of these days we will see Mo maybe again at the uh, the poker oh, yeah. the poker totally tournament. It. <laughs> it's happening. And, it's uh, totally all right. Yes, and uh, guys, you guys will see Mo again very soon uh, once this virus is all over. And uh, I know. next time we'll do it in person. Yes, we will do it. Yes. yes, we will do it from the Crooked yes. Cam Brewing Company in, in Winter Thank Garden, so Florida. Uh, so guys. So guys, for my for myself, uh, my name is Remy, and always with me is the Joy Mazant. Hey fam, take care, y'all. And we have to say thank you to Mo. Mo, thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> Alright, guys, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by the Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida. Their hours of operations is from Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Friday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Their number is 407-395-9520. If you would like to go to the Crooked Can Brewing Company their address is 426 West Plant Street, Winter Garden, Florida. For more information head over to www.crookedcan.com for more information on the brewery and on their craft beer selections. Thanks for listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify.